0: Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And it's time to spot up and listen. The trigger warnings for today's episode include explicit sexual content including BDSM, abusive relationships, drug and alcohol abuse, family death, cancer, and depiction of a violent car crash. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. All right, so I am going to read a review we got on Apple Podcast. It is from Brianna Marie, and it says, Love. I love this podcast. They are so funny when reacting to quotes of storylines from the books. I am just getting into smut books, so I love to listen to their reviews. I've added some of these books to my TBR list. Definitely a great listen.
1: Thank, thank, you. You. thank you.
0: Thank you so yeah. much. thank you. All right, guys. We're going to get into this? Today's book is Death's Obsession by Avena St. Graves. I'm excited. I
1: have my quote for you, Riley. It is birth, life, death, heaven, hell, purgatory, good or bad, I will find you. You will not escape me, for I am he, for I am it. got mm, Gotta like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the quote I picked for this
0: book is, She needs room to grow and to heal, but I made my dark love a promise. She gets rewarded when she's good. And I am nothing if not a man of my word. Ooh. Super easy. I like that. Okay. So the dedication page at the beginning of the book says, to the girls that think the Grim Reaper will fuck like a god. All right.
1: I am starting today's book and we are going to start with our main female character. Her name is Lilith. She receives a note and it reads, you look beautiful when you sleep. So her first immediate thought is that he's there watching her sleep again. So this has happened multiple times. Okay. Or she thinks she maybe wrote it in her sleep like her psychotherapist says that she does. Uh huh. She tries telling her psychotherapist that the letters are real and that they started coming after her accident as well as the gifts. And then the letters came and then symbols and they come from the faceless man. Creepy. That's so creepy. Every time she has tried to show her doctor the letters or notes, they disappear when she takes a picture of them. Like they just wiped off her phone and she can't like take them with her when she leaves the apartment either. They just disappear. That's so wild. Yeah. After she wakes up to the note, she goes to the bathroom and she has a symbol painted on her chest and black handprints on her thighs. She always finds herself hoping that the notes are blank, but she's never received a blank note. So she cleans the marks from her skin and goes back to her room and she puts the note in the top drawer that holds everything else he's ever given her. So all the other notes, uh, gifts, random things that he's left. Mm-hmm. She says that she feels like she can't throw any of it away because she needs the tangible proof that she's not actually crazy. And then she mentions that she wished that she died the day of the accident since she feels like she has no concept of time and all of a sudden like another note pops when she's like having these thoughts. And it reads, I wonder what you taste like, my dark storm. Your whimpers are like a symphony of angels. What will your scream sound like? Lilith, my night monster, my perfect other. Soon you will be all mine you imagine that'd That's, be so fucking scary that would be so scary and she's just always getting these yeah all the time no matter what fuck, fuck no. her accident hell no
0: imagine if your like psychotherapist is like no you're crazy <laughs> i know you <I> have <laughs> the proof
1: at home but you yeah. like yeah <laughs> and she's like no she's like no really believe you this is happening <laughs> we get introduced to a man named evan and he tells her to turn her alarm clock off I put in my notes originally, I was like, I'm assuming this is her husband or something, but it's her boyfriend. Okay, I fucking hate Evan. They live separately, but one night a week, he stays with her, but she tries to not keep him up with her night terrors. So it's like a whole thing. He's like mad and rude that she's like having night terrors and shit. He's like, God, Lilith yeah can you just not can you please not be a whole thing she also though has a nanny cam in her room for further proof to herself that she's not crazy but she never catches anything on it so it'll like record like paranormal activity and then go blank for like hours at a time and then like go back to normal
0: yeah she'll like watch it in the morning and then it'll just like be nothing that would be so so
1: infuriating what the fuck? So she turns off the alarm for Evan and then she hops in the shower to get ready for work when she hears a whisper and it says, "Soon, my love. And then she sees the faceless man shadow on the other side of the shower curtain. But when she rips the curtain back, no one's there. No, immediately <laughs> no. <laughs> I think of like those... uh Funny TikTok videos when you're washing your face, but you like punch the shower curtain real yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> I call them the shower demons. Washing my face is
0: so fucking terrifying. And do you guys have a clear, like, shower door? Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't know why, but that's like s- even scarier to me. Really? Because you're just exposed as you're like oh, washing yeah, your face. You can't see your fucking naked body, and there could I don't know something about it man i hate that i have you ever read those two sentence horror stories on reddit i think no. it's a subreddit no but now i'm going to there was one where it was um don't look up she hates being seen <gasps> and i think about it sometimes when i'm why? showering and i'm like oh my no <laughs> no and that's it that's the whole story what the fuck Ew. It's a two sentence horror what? story. Is that no the subreddit it's called? I want to say it's two sentence horror that story. Make
1: sense. <laughs> but would. <yeah. laughs>
0: well, they made a Netflix spinoff show about it, too. Really? Uh huh. It's on Netflix. <laughs> hmm. Not that particular one, but they do have a two sentence horror story show on Netflix based on. Is it also? I think it's a subreddit. Called that? Yes.
1: Okay. Let's Look really? it up. Check it out. <laughs> All right, tangent, tangent. She gets out of the shower and gets ready for work. Evan is downstairs asking if she only made a small amount of tips at work. And he's telling her that she needs to make more money and try harder. And she's like, should I finally break up with this fucking guy? But yeah, she doesn't because he's stuck to her side since the accident and also she works at a coffee shop you don't get that many fucking tips so no
0: i don't think i well i mean is this horrible i don't tip at a coffee shop i mean i used to work at starbucks so i mean first of all (laughs) fuck you charlotte no i'm
1: kidding (laughs) (laughs) no i don't think that's wrong i don't think that's wrong i think it's fine because i mean I used to work at a coffee shop too and not everyone tips but when they tip you it's like two dollars so like you're not making it much. I'm the only one who hasn't worked at a coffee shop. That's probably why. I'm
0: like, I'm not tipping you. <laughs> I mean, I'm paying for my coffee. We get it.
1: It's like your job to make it. Yeah. Just be like, good night. you can. You don't tip people when you can know you can do the job yourself. Exactly. I, I feel like we're going to upset some people.
0: <laughs> if you're so a barista, sorry. I don't respect you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> Immediately canceled. <laughs> sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's about to tell Evan she needs the money for more medicine, but stops herself. And then she's like, I don't I don't know why I'm trying to do this. So she goes more, more. Oh, go ahead. No, <laughs> sorry. I meant more medicine. Yeah, she's on like antipsychotics, But they obviously aren't working. <laughs> no, because she's not psychotic. <laughs> oh, poor thing. She goes to turn away so she doesn't cry in front of him while he's starting to like berate her, but he grabs her arm and like spins her towards him. And she mentions that it hurts. So he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like drops her arm, but then three slow, ominous knocks shake the walls of her apartment like a almost like a, what's the thing called? An earthquake? (laughs) So it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that. my brain right now is not. (laughs) And then also hears them. So he goes to the front door to check for someone, but no one's there. And she's like frozen solid because staring at her from the sidewalk is the faceless thing. But it doesn't matter what he wears. She says he always has a hood on and she never sees his eyes, but she knows he's there to claim her soul. So he's just like a huge, broad, hooded figure. Yikes. Yikers. She debates taking another pill, but they're supposed to stop hallucinations. But again, they're not working. Her phone pings, so she goes to get it. And it's from an unknown number. And it reads, unknown sender, death comes in shadows and light. It does not need to wait for the dark. For him, I will come as a hurricane. Mm-hmm. I would disconnect my phone. <laughs> I would just smash it. Yeah. She responds with a hootist text message and, <laughs> and her phone chimes again when she wasn't expecting it to and it says, you know me as well as I know you. And then Evan walks in and asks who she is texting and she's about to show him now that she has proof, but she's scared like as soon as she turns the phone, it's like going to be gone. So she's just like, let's just... It's work. Got to go. Leaving. She like doesn't even want a chance showing in because she's fucking scared and it's going to disappear. Yeah. I. God, that would be so
0: frustrating. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would want to like crawl out of my skin. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm not fucking crazy. Yeah. But then I feel like you'd start to convince yourself that you're crazy. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Because literally everyone's like, I don't believe you. Psychopath. As you're just being terrorized. Lilith gets to work and she does what Evan suggests. She tries harder. So she's like smiling more. She's trying to talk to all the customers more. She doesn't get any tips for the day. So clearly his advice wasn't working. It was just me. Yeah, I was there that day. I didn't tip her. (laughs) Charlotte. After the rush dies down and she has no tips, She's cleaning up and she spots a lone water and goes to throw it away. But she gasps because she sees his reflection in the water and then a whisper into her ear says soon by Night Monster with a breath on your neck. She drops a glass of water and it returns to her senses so she thinks that's just another hallucination and she runs to the break room to grab more medicine and she also grabs her phone and he has texted her again. But she's like too scared to look into the walker or her phone. I would be too. Also Night Monster. I don't know why but I love Night Monster. She is Lilith so. Hey my little Night Monster. She kind of gives a little backstory. So the first time she got a note was two weeks after she got out of the hospital from the accident. Everyone kept telling her that it was a miracle she survived the crash, but she was in a coma for a month, hospitalized for another month before she was finally released. She had mentions that she wished she died, but instead her twin sister and her deadbeat boyfriend died. He was drunk driving, he wrapped the car around a tree. Damn. And the first time the faceless man visited her, he left a lily on her chest and no one believed he was there, but she had the lily as proof. So she's finally had like a tangible item and it has yet to die. Mm-hmm. So it's just sitting in her drawer living like a year later. Oh, I don't know why, but that... Reaps me out she did try to attempt suicide after her accident but she mentions that the grim reaper didn't take her that time either and then after a while random lilies and notes started becoming incessant then we jump back to present time where she's in the break room at work she ends up opening her locker she like works up the courage to do it and there's a note that says not even a sunrise compares to your beauty and she's like but like creepy Yeah. But I'm terrified. (laughs) The nervous laugh. After work, she gets home to an empty house. She eats food and stumbles to her prescription drawer. And she knows that falling asleep won't be an issue since she hasn't slept in 24 hours. Because, remember, Evan stayed the night, so, like, she didn't actually sleep, so she didn't wake him up. Thank you, Evan. But she wants to stay asleep, so she grabs a couple different pills. Little cocktail. Her dreams also haunt her into wakey, and she dreams the night of the accident, so it's just, like, one of those memory dreams where it replays everything in great detail. She dreams of flying out the window in the collision and landing in the dirt with glass sticking out of her body and neck turned to the side. Her faulty seatbelt is the only thing that kept her alive by fleeing her from the vehicle. And then she feels... Him kneel beside her trail a finger down her cheek and whisper not yet my lilith and then she's like wakes up jesus <laughs> it, it, that's a really fucked up dream i don't know why but the not yet my lilith
0: is like it's semi-sweet oh no. i don't know i don't know but it's too, my- <laughs>
1: i my like, yeah. Her little prescription cocktail finally makes her pass out. And then she thinks that she's being woken up to him saying, so sweet, so beautiful, my precious little flower. And when she spins around, she sees him in his cloak standing in the middle of a beach before a storm. So she's still dreaming. She's not like, didn't actually wake up to him saying that. She looks down and notices with the wind ripping around her that she isn't cold. She also notices his symbol drawn in the sand with her at the edge of it. All sound disappears as the storm gets crazier and she wants to know if she's been here before because it all looks really familiar. And then he reaches out and touches her cheek. He pulls her close, and he says, You are a vision of pure beauty, Lilith. No one calls me that, both Lilith and pure beauty. The shock of the words doesn't stop the shiver from running down my spine. I like my name on his lips, if he even has them. What's your name? I say. His other hand comes up to trace the curve of my lips. What would you like to call me? You're the faceless man. His laugh rumbles like the sea. And then she goes... Sexy, sexy. I know. And she goes, what do you want from me? And he replies, everything. But she's really confused because she's like, I don't have money. I don't have faith. I don't have happiness. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to give you? Yeah. So she asks. She asks why he wants everything from her. And he says... Because you are made for me, Lilith, my perfect other, fate has aligned and brought you to me. That's insane. She tries to push him away, but she can't. She knows it's just a bad dream and she'll wake up any second. But he leans down as she struggles to push him away and says, you cannot run from me because I will catch you. You cannot hide from me because I will find you. I have smelt your scent. Let it linger on my skin. You are imprinted in my memory. You are mine, Lilith. There is nothing you can do to escape. Mm. Ah. So she ain't running. No, she's not. Also, Charlotte, did you, when you read that and you saw the word imprinted, did you think of Twilight? Because I did. (laughs) (laughs) You named my baby after the Loch Ness monster? Oh my God. He kind of sounded like her. Kristen Stewart? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. She can't get away, but now she's wondering if she wants to. And she whispers, who are you? Wondering what he looks like under his hood. And she knows that she shouldn't feel like this, but she can't help it. And he replies, I am anyone you want me to be. And his hand travels down from her hair to her spine and stops at the curve of her waist. He tells her he will give her a hint. And he says, just as a ship comes to harbor, our meeting is inevitable, my darling Lilith. At the corner of the earth, I will wait for the ship to come. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I will be there to greet you and all the coils that will come after. He's very, like, poetic. Yeah. She asks why he can't just tell her his name, and he tells her that she already knows. She also wants to know why he calls her Night Monster. She's like, doesn't make sense. That's weird. I gotta like it. He says, Lilith, Adam's first wife, was banished from the Garden of Evil for disobeying the orders of men. Ask who Lilith is, and you will receive a different answer. A she-demon, a spirit that brings death, a creature of the night, the deadly sin of lust, a night monster... But if you ask me of my Lilith, I will tell you that she is everything. Every gust of wind, every fall of leaf, every drop of rain. Ah,
0: Seems like he kind of likes her. Just a little Like, thing. like likes
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, but why? Of course she is. I need to know more. And he tells her that she asks too many questions, but he wants to ask her one question. His finger runs over my lips once more and
0: stops. Tell me, do you taste as good as you look? My eyes widen as his finger parts my lips, and I open my mouth on instinct. Tasting the sea on his skin without another thought, I close my lips around him, tongue caressing his finger, and he shudders beneath my hands as a low growl builds in his chest. He pulls his finger out and I'm shocked at the feeling of loss that strikes through my heart. Fingers disappear into the shadow of his hood, tasting me just as he said he would. Fucking intoxicating, he rasps.
1: Ah. She's like, (laughs) um, thank you. And then he, (laughs) he tells her that he cherishes their time together and soon it will be eternity. She gasps when she feels soft lips press against hers and then she wakes up Uh (laughs) she's like the only explanation here is this is a very vivid dream but she wants to see her doctor about this vivid dream why your doctor's useless yeah your doctor's just gonna be like okay (laughs) bitch she gets ready for work and then leaves to go to evan's house she gets there and his roommate's boyfriend looks at her with pity like kind of like oh there's the sad accident girl like hey (laughs) Sad. Ass uh, thing. Girl.
0: <laughs> wow, you got in a car
1: accident. <laughs> Sad. I don't respect <laughs> you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she walks down the hall to Evan's room and sees him smoking weed, and he never used to do that. But what a sinner. Devil's lettuce. But her twin sister, <laughs> Dahlia, Dahlia's piece of shit boyfriend that also passed away, that's his best friend. So they're like double dating, couple related. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But there's another girl in his room who who is he fuck yeah evan looks at lilith like she just like completely interrupted them and like ruined his day even though that's his girlfriend he's like oh my god fuck her can you get out (laughs) sad accident girl (laughs) <laughs> apparently the other girl according to lilith is like freaking beautiful so she's wondering why the, the faceless man thinks she's beautiful because she's like that that bitch is hot i understand why she's here <laughs> he asks what she's doing there and she tells him that he had texted her saying that she had a headache so she brought him medicine and he's like thanks but i don't have a headache anymore like go away and he walks her to the porch uh, what the fuck he's literally the worst he really is, but yeah. when he walks her to the porch, he takes the pills from her anyways because they're, like, actual painkillers. Like, I really do have a headache. Yeah. From her accident, like, she has actual painkillers. Oh, stuff so He's like, actually, yeah, thank you. I'll take those, but you can leave now. And she's like, who was that other girl? He's like, don't be like that. I don't want a jealous girlfriend.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're
1: kind of overreacting by asking questions. You're
0: being three <laughs> out. What the fuck?
1: The three ominous knocks are back and they both look around. But when Evan turns back over to look at Lilith, he notices that she has a pendant on and it's the faceless man's symbol hanging on at the end. So she's just wearing his symbol as a necklace. It's like a crescent moon with an upside down cross hanging off
0: the bottom of it. Uh and like was she wearing that before or no?
1: Uh this she woke up with it in the morning. I forgot to mention that. okay, got you, guys. Yeah. And I googled that. That's actually Lilith's, like, symbol. It's really pretty. It is really pretty. It sounds pretty. Evan wants to know where she got it since she's broke. And she's like, I found it in my closet. Thank you for reminding me that I'm broke. He's all jealous. He's like, who gave that to you? Yeah. Would you get that? When she looks back up to him, she sees the faceless man behind Evan. And Evan is like, as long as you didn't waste money on that, I put douchebag. Yeah. It's like, that
0: money could buy me weed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She's scared, though, because the faceless man has never followed her to Evan's house. Like, he'll go to work and stuff like that, but never to Evan's. So she's like, oh, fuck. And she turns and starts to walk away since she has to go to work. And she has a note in her car that says, when death comes knocking, it will not wait for you to answer the door. Yikes. Okay. So that's scary. Yeah. She's at work the next day and it's been busy and she finally gets her break and she's out of her locker and she's like, okay. Okay. I got this. I'm going to open it. There's going to be nothing there, but there is. There is a new lily in a note. And the note says, you will bloom my sad flower. You already have the earth. I will bring you the sun. My sad flower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell Andrew to start calling me that. <laughs> His sad flower. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, what type of flower would you be? I don't know. A little, a little daisy, I feel like. Oh, that's cute. Okay. A sad
0: little daisy. It'd be like a weed like a dandelion. <laughs> That's fitting. I love that. Yeah. What about you, Shelby? I don't... you give me like orchid vibes.
1: Yeah. Orchid. Uh-huh. I always kill those. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not an orchid then. <laughs> really? <laughs> Aren't they like hard to kill? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's, That's okay. okay.
1: The rest of her work shift ends horribly, like every accident one after the other is happening. So after all the day's trouble, all the tip jar money got stolen and now she has to go without food for the night because she doesn't have any tip money. She's like, I guess it's air for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, she literally makes like a note. She's like, I guess I'll just take extra fucking pills because those will make me go to sleep jeez poor girl yeah i know i feel really bad for her she makes it to her apartment door and when she steps in it smells like lasagna and she's like i don't have anything to make this no one's ever made this for me like what the fuck and she flicks on the light and she's like am i hallucinating again but there's a single candle lit with a plate of lasagna A sliced ciabatta roll with garlic butter and melted cheese and a bottle of red wine. Wow, that's delicious. I know, how delightful. Oh, right? Right after a really shitty day at work, too. That's so Yeah, I could go for some ciabatta right now, honestly. Yeah, I love ciabatta bread. Mm Awesome. She smiles her first real smile in a long time, and she's like, oh, and then... How nice. I'm gonna call him up, bro. Why quick. would you assume
0: that it was Evan? <laughs> Clearly, you're stalker. He's never done anything nice for her ever. And she's <laughs> like, he made me lasagna. He snuck into my house. Right? He literally
1: had another girl in his bed. She's <laughs> yeah. like, wow, he's so sweet. <laughs> so she calls Evan and he's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I did not do that. I would literally never do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> And then someone harshly whispers on the other line, shut up. Like, apparently, a bunch of people laugh, and they're not his roommates. So she's like, what the fuck? But the floor creaks as she walks toward her food and she doesn't hear what he's saying to her. She finally notices a note next to her food and it says, a feast worthy of my creature of the night. Enjoy your meal, my love. Creature of the night. Yeah. Love it. That's kind of spooky. She hangs up with them and she's like, okay, fuck you. She's trying to rationalize that it's just one meal and she should not let it go to waste. But she's like, I know I'm not supposed to drink alcohol on this medicine, but when a Faceless man brings you wine, you dine. Her words, <laughs> it rhymes. This phone
0: must be true.
1: She's drinking and eating, and she's like, kind of getting all giddy because she's like, again, the happiest that she's been in a very long time over this. And so she's like, I'm going to go play some music. And she puts on music, goes to her last text message with unknown sender, and she's like, Let's play. And she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, wait, wait, wait. So she sets her phone down, runs, grabs a piece of paper and a pen, and puts, join me next time and just leaves a note on the countertop to see if it disappears. She cleans (laughs) up, goes to the bathroom, takes a shower, and she's like, what if he doesn't respond? That's, like, very embarrassing. Oh, he's definitely going (laughs) to (laughs) respond. Oh, yeah. He just made you a (laughs) lasagna. His poetic ass. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. And when she gets out of the shower and goes back to the kitchen, her note is replaced with a new note. And it says, you are the only thing that I will be tasting. Uh Ah. When I think of the other night's
0: dream, it isn't his fingers that I'm imagining in my mouth, but his cock. I'd taste him and imprint it into my memory. I'll look up and see nothing but darkness beneath his hood, the storm becoming angrier with each rumble of his chest. He'll pound into me, tearing me from the inside out, and every moment will feel like ecstasy. Lightning will light up in the sky as he releases himself into my mouth. Ooh. <laughs> all he did was make her lasagna <laughs> uh oh she's like man this wine is hitting good i'll fuck for lasagna To <laughs> <laughs> call me garfield baby garfield ass <laughs> bitch i was thinking that too
1: <laughs> <laughs> she writes another note and it says then let me see you and she leaves it on the counter and goes to bed but just before she's about to pass out for the night she notices three things She didn't take her medicine she's still wearing his necklace and the note wasn't on the counter before she came to bed so she falls asleep and she thinks that she's dreaming again because darkness swirls above her and she swears she can see faces in the shadows and she wants to reach for the dark swirls but light reaches the edge of the darkness and she notices that she is in a forest and it smells like the faceless man her heart skips a beat when she realizes she can feel her surroundings so like she could feel the soft velvet bed underneath her she could feel a slight breeze like all that kind of stuff and Someone says, you look beautiful on your bed, but you are utterly breathtaking in mine. And she's like, gasps and jolts upright. And he's across from her, leaning against a tree. His face is still concealed, but his sleeveless cloak is revealing moving tattoos along his skin. And his pants sit low on his hips, So like, his swirling tattoos like, move and like, have shadows to him as well. Oh, that's spooky. Pan has those, right? Yeah, I think so. And then, I mean, Azriel from... Akatar too. Like, they all, like, Uh, yeah, move. Hasro. Does Pans move, though? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong, but... Mm -mm. Just any tall, hot, masculine, fictional man has moving, shadowy tattoos. They all have moving tattoos. Ha, ha, ha. She's looking at all his tattoos moving around when she wonders what his tattooed hands would feel like around her neck. Uh Ooh. She's, like, pretty much eye-fucking it when she realizes that she's only in a thin robe in her necklace, in... Her robe is parted just below an area That should be kept hidden Naughty girl She's more self-conscious about the fact that she can't Tell where he's looking though than actually Being like almost naked because she's like If I could see where your fucking eyes were at I would feel a lot better about this Does he remain faceless throughout the whole book? No. Okay. Yeah he's just like hooded for Now and you'll see why Okay. Yeah. It'll all come together in the end I feel like I always ask these questions so Soon. She finally takes like a better Look around and she sees that the The bed is in the middle of the clearing with hundreds of candles surrounding it forming his symbol again and then on the outskirts is the forest but this time she's in the middle of the symbol and it looks like she's almost like the sacrificial lamb she's just like straight center of the symbol on the bed hundreds of candles surrounding her She's pulling up the blanket so she can try to hide her thighs and, like, everything that's exposed. And he says, when my dark storm summons me with the promise of letting me taste her, I come. And here we go, you guys. She's hella soaked. Hella soaked. So Yeah. She tries to be like, I never summoned you. And he's like no question mark and he like steps closer to her and she's like no i did not do that and she asks if it's a dream and he says no and he keeps walking towards her the bed dips when he leans forward
0: placing his weight on his hands pressed flat on either side of the bed every inch of him is hypnotic not just because of the smoke dancing on his skin but because he's sculpted like a greek god i told you that i will be tasting you I scream when he darts his hand out to grab my ankle and pull me to the edge of the bed so that I'm at his mercy. And I am not a liar, Lilith.
1: <gasps> she is trying to score him out of his grip, but can't. And he says, Tell me, my love, do you often dream of me between your legs? Oh my god.
0: As if his soul is pulling away from his body, a dark shadow forms behind him, growing in size and unfurling like a true creature of the night. The shadow has to be eight feet tall at least. It mimics the faceless man's every move, like it's an extension of himself. Even though I can barely see the shadow's silhouette, I can just make out the barrel chest and the width of his arms that are bigger than the size of my head. Still, this form is identical to the faceless man's. I try to move away as the shadow develops a mind of its own, reaching for my throat, wrapping its cool fingers around it. The pressure doesn't hurt, but it starts a deep pulse between my legs as it,
1: he, steals my breath. Saucy! Saucy. She wants to know if he's a monster, but he says him and the shadow are one. And then he doesn't further explain that at all right now. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't respond because the shadow starts to touch her boobies. What? (laughs) yeah she's trying to get some friction and feels pathetic and desperate she doesn't know what he looks like and he's a stranger but she's like i need him to touch me
0: do not move your hands from this spot or you will learn just how monstrous i can be do you understand the pressure around my throat increases and his hands move to the next nipple abusing it as he did the other nod your head if you understand I nod. He leans down, blinding me with the darkness beneath his hood. My back arches involuntarily when his chest caresses my nipples. He pulls my bottom lip between his teeth sharply and my breath stutters. He licks the wound and pulls away, letting go of my throat. Good girl. Uh-oh. Good girl.
1: (laughs) Just-just see you wait. He starts to move down her body and she asks what he's doing and he replies- I brought you a meal. It's only fair that you offer me one in return. And he starts to finger her. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell your need for me, Lilith. I have made a decision. Do you want to know what it is? I'm not just going to taste you. I'm going to hear you scream. And he shoves another finger inside her and immediately starts eating her out. Oh my god. Fuck, he snarls, and it's almost like he's laughing to himself
0: in disbelief as a needy moan leaves my lips when he takes me in between his teeth. I am going to devour you. I try to squeeze my legs and am met with a sharp assault to the side of my ass before he grabs the flesh like a lifeline, dulling the pain. One of the hands, I'm too lost in the sea of bliss to determine if it's corporeal or shadow, pries my legs apart, pushing them as wide as they can go, letting the faceless man have more of me. Mm, mm.
1: His fingers crawl and she screams, and he continues. Used to eat her out and fear her until she tells him to stop. He does. I feel like we should get to know each other. Yeah. What's your name? What are you? And he's like, he tells her he wants her to figure out what he is, but she can scream his name. And his name is I pronounce it Let. Him. Yeah, in my head it
0: was like letum but that
1: sounds goofy. Let him. Let him. Latum. <laughs> and You should let him. <laughs> <laughs> he can be let him. Yeah, let him, okay. She says, okay, and he starts to eat her out again. The shadow pulls her up to her elbow so she can watch him. And she sees what she thinks are his eyes in the shadow and wonders if the shadow is his soul. And the let him grips her hips hard and the shadow lightly traces her lips. And she's like, this is oddly intimate. And then she comes screaming his name. Oh, let him. <laughs> <laughs> In her head, she's like, This is the first time I think I've actually had an orgasm since the accident, so good for her. Yeah, I get it, girl. (laughs) I get it.
0: Orgasm. Let him rises to his feet and places his hands on the bed on either side of me, caging me in between him and the shadow. His hips are in between my legs, and it would be so easy to give in to the fantasy and feel one of the many things that have been hidden from me. I drop my gaze down to his bulge that is straining against his pants like it is begging to be free. I don't need to let it out of its cage to know that the stretch will sting. Use your words, he says, noticing my stare. Oh my god. (laughs) I look down at his (laughs) chest, then at his bulge, then slowly making my way back up to his concealed face, taking my time to relish every inch of his body. The pulsing between my legs springs back to life with new vigor. May I? A low chuckle resonates through the forest, and he fulfills another one of my fantasies. He makes a necklace out of his hands by wrapping his fingers around my throat, only he doesn't squeeze. The shadow shifts its large hands to knead my breasts and send more heat to my core. The shadow's hand practically covers my whole chest, making me feel small, and dare I say it, dainty. Lilith, my sweet night monster. I told you I would taste you. I told you that you would be screaming my name. I swear I can hear the grin on his face in his words. I did not say that I would fuck you. Okay. He presses his soft lips to mine and the smell of morning dew and a summer's breeze wafts over me, dissolving my doubts. His warm breath fans the shell of my ear as he says, I have longed for the taste of you. And now that I have it, I will never know another. When I fuck you, there won't be any candles. It won't be in a dream. When I claim you- it will be on my terms, but it will not be tonight. Damn, he sounds kind of hot, <laughs> kind of into it. Oh my god. Uh...
1: Let him taps the symbol on the pendant and tells her that she was made to wear him and she's like, I need you to fuck me. And she even uses his name when she begs and he is like, okay, but you have to keep begging. Please, let him. I want to come
0: again. I beg, voice low and meek. He does nothing for a moment and then he finally leans in and kisses me. It isn't hungry or demanding, isn't filled with lust or need. The kiss is one of silent understanding and mutual connection, but also like he's proud of me that he pulls away before I can blink. I'm thrown onto my hand and knees. Just as before, the shadow stays behind me, except this time a thick finger slides through my wet heat. That word. Then pushes into me. I throw my head back and groan, my eyes automatically rolling to the back of my head. The faceless man takes the opening as a chance to grip my hair to force me to look up at him. One of the shadow's fingers is bigger than two of Ledham's. Big ass fingers. (laughs) Yeah. I grind my hips, drawing pleasure from the shadow as his fingers slam into me. What does it say about me? That the thought of being finger-fucked by a shadow that has no real features other than a silhouette is the hottest thing I could think of? I want it to be Letham's cock that I'm writing. But my god, the fact that the shadow is near-invisible is doing more to me than it should. Relax, my love. I'm not done with you yet. I frown only to scream when another finger pushes into my pussy, stretching it to the point of agony. Tears of both pain and pleasure pricks my eyes. It's larger than anything I have ever been with. Take all of it. The shadow slowly slides his fingers in until he reaches his knuckle. Damn. <laughs> He's like touching her cervix. I
1: know. He's like pookie pookie. <laughs> in her head, she's like, is this a dream because this sure as shit feels real and she catches a movement just below her line of sight and tries to follow it but the grip in her hair doesn't let her and she asks what he's doing and he responds it's only fair that you taste me too so her head is pushed down onto his dick her mouth barely fits around him and he keeps pushing it she starts a gag but he tells her all of it just like i told you she does as he says he asks tell me is this what you dream of obviously she can't answer so he pulls his dick out of her mouth and waits she's thinking thinking, yeah, this is what I dream of, but she's like, I'm not going to admit that. And then the shadow stops figuring her to wait for a verbal answer. I asked you a question. He warns, keep fucking me, please. I beg. When he doesn't answer, I say, please,
0: I need it. Fuck my face. (laughs) Fuck my face. Fill my pussy. I just need you to fill me, please. Let him spotty visibly softens. You're so beautiful when you beg. I cry out when a sharp slap hits my ass so hard that white dots appear in my vision. But that was not my question. oh my
1: god she's like yes okay i dreamt about i've dreamt about it and she goes i've dreamt about what your cock would feel like inside of me i have dreamt that i'd open my locker during break but instead of a note you appear out of nowhere you grab me by the neck and push me over the table and you don't stop fucking me until my knees give out and my voice goes hoarse with your name and then bolt the shadow and let them resume their positions and start to figure her in wait i don't Letum and the shadow are two different people. No, they're one, but he can use the, the shadow moves when he's not attached to Letum as another person. Uh, okay, I got you. Yeah. She comes and then he comes into her mouth and he says, you are more amazing than I could have imagined my midnight storm. And then she falls asleep onto his bed and wakes up to her annoying alarm clock. Damn, that annoying alarm clock. She rolls over to turn it off and immediately notices the ache between her legs. And she also notices that she's naked and she never sleeps naked. And then she sits up and notices her entire bedroom floor is covered in rose petals. And she has hand shaped bruising on her thigh, so it was not a dream. She got fucked. <laughs> she got <laughs> fucked. She runs to the bathroom and in front of the mirror notices that her nipples are also red and raw and there's a very large handprint on her ass as well. That's crazy. Imagine, like, waking up to that. Oh. Yeah. you remember when Trisha Paytas
0: was like, oh, was it Trisha Paytas? when she's like, I got fucked by a ghost. I'm pretty sure that's Trisha Paytas. Sounds like her. <laughs> Seems very Trisha Paytas. <laughs>
1: She runs and grabs her phone to pull up the nanny cam, but per usual, there's nothing on there. And she notices after she sets her phone down that she missed one of the notes on her pillows. And it says, keep dreaming of me, my dark love. I'll be back for more. Oh, yay. And then we get our first let him POV. He says, for eons, he's been tasked with one thing, bring the souls to the afterlife. People have written sonnets about him. Composers have written music and tell her. She's a dream and a nightmare version to one. I never thought I would find a woman such as her, a woman who can gaze upon death and breathe him to his knees, the sight of her, the smell of her, the taste of her. She has made death himself come alive. Her soul sings to me like a summer breeze, fresh and decadent. I have not been able to get enough of her since the beyond called for her. The afterlife wanted her in its grasp, but I wanted her in mine. My- Lilith has called for me in the night, begging and pleading for me to take her soul as I should have. The fates can attest to the wrongness of keeping a soul in the mortal plane long past its time. It is the only way I can make her mine for eternity. She must yearn for me as I yearn for her. Not death, but me. Oh my god god do you
0: like know what he is no no okay do we find out or uh... is he like what's his fucking name grim reaper is he grim reaper is he dead daddy maybe
1: he is (laughs) dead daddy i couldn't i don't know He's watching her pile all the rose petals in the room, and he makes a mental note, like watching her is his favorite activity, and he's been watching her almost every day since he found her at the accident. So he can see her, but she can't see him. He's just like, always there. He's like, I see you. And he he says, despite all the bruises and scars that she had in the hospital bed, he thought she's the most breathtaking woman he's ever seen, which is very sweet. I know. Uh, it's very sweet. I can only imagine what I would
0: look like. After a car accident in the hospital. Just in a coma. (laughs) look like a
1: toe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I don't want to picture me like that. No,
1: me either. He says, I can still remember the first time that her blue eyes found me at the foot of her bed. It was as if the planets had aligned because finally I found my one true love. The moment I laid eyes on her, I knew that she was more than the sun and the stars. She was everything and I was never gonna let her go. Even at the risk of losing it all, I would fall for her. For if I were Icarus and she were the sun, I would still fly to her with my waxen wings. Her beauty would be worth the pain that I would feel just to reach her. Sweet. He's he's so like we've already said it, but poetic.
0: He is. He has quite the vocabulary. If like imagine a man saying this to you. Zach calls me dummy thick sometimes. <laughs> I
1: just think that is so sweet. Dummy (laughs) thing? But her phone pings in the kitchen and he follows her out to it and it's Evan. Ew. Stupid Evan. Get out. Evan texted her, can you transfer money? We're out of green. I hate Evan. You mean green like weed or green like money? Green like weed? He's gotta fucking get high good job evan fucking evan he watches her open her bank account app and it shows only 19 dollars. that's meant to carry her for another four days until she's paid he knows it's selfish to refuse her soul and force her to continue living he can take her pain away but he won't not until she decides to live and she chooses to want him not for what he can give but for who he is he goes back to her room and hides a note in a pile of petals okay but he's just like she she's to like really like me first Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna like, like me before I do. going like, like. <laughs>
0: The note just says, do you like me? Check yes or no.
1: (laughs) When you do that, I'll take you One box. He wants to take care of her, so he leaves a clip of money hidden in her bag with another note that says this is for her only and for her to get herself something since she never does that. He's also left her clothes, handbags, and stuff like that, but the only gift she's ever worn is his necklace. And he's like, but now that she put it on, she can't take it off, so too bad. Like, apparently, like, you can't break it. It's unbreakable. You can't, like try to pull it over your head like it literally will not come off there's like no clasp or anything oh damn he also mentions that she does somewhat wear some stuff that he that she has no idea about so instead of like wearing like the new clothes and handbags that he leaves he'll like randomly put more stuffing into her jacket to make it warmer for her he'll fix her zippers on her jeans for her and but wow. she never notices it that's so sweet i know it is very sweet and she just doesn't know. She's like, wow, my jacket's warmer. I think she's just so dissociated all the time that she didn't just have yeah. no idea. Yeah. She returns to her room and notices a new addition to the rose pile, which is the note. And it says... Now that I have tasted you, I will never let you go. We will be united soon, my storm. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. He just loves her. He knows she will convince herself that it's just a dream, but he's like, no, no, no. And he steps up behind her and he whispers, you are mine. And she freezes. He touches her outside thigh and stops where his soul's hand marked her. So we learned that the shadow is actually his soul, so he could just, like, separate oh, from his okay. soul and use it as another body. Yeah. She relaxes into him, and he follows the curve of her butt until he touches her vagina <laughs> and whispers, Are you wet for me, my love? And she's hella soaked. Oh, soped. my. I'm hella soaked.
0: Oh, my God, are you wet for me? That's I thought. <laughs> her excitement was so potent when my soul joined our fun last night. Did she imagine that it was my cock instead of my fingers? Did she wonder what it would feel like to be filled with two cocks at the same time? She will scream in both pain and pleasure, but will her eyes roll to the back of her head? Will her fingers traverse the planes of her body before finding purchase
1: on her clit and rubbing it until she no longer knows the difference between life and death? He mentions that being there right now skin to skin and soul to soul was better than last night when it was only soul to soul. So technically she was still dreaming, but it was like it was fucking soul. (laughs) Yeah, like in the dream, like he could still do stuff to her, but it wasn't actually her physical body technically, but the marks still show up. Uh, It's really weird. I slip a finger inside of her and a soft moan leaves her lips that I want to capture and have on
0: repeat forever. Her arms stay locked at her sides while the rest of her melts into me at the smallest touch. My fingers aren't enough. I need to feel her whole body quake on my cock as I give her all the pleasure that she deserves. Damn. He's so sweet.
1: And then Evan's like, give me weed, my We're out of green. <laughs> <laughs> She asks what he wants from her, and he replies, Dear Lilith, I told you already, I want everything. And then he bites her neck and removes his hand, and then he's just gone again. And she's like instantly pissed, and she gets mad, turns, goes to the kitchen. He mentions mentally that he doesn't like to tease her like that, but he wants to hear her say that she wants him. And he watches as she crushes his note and then opens the drawer to get more pills. Lilith, no. Yeah. She's like, Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe this isn't real. Poor lol. We go to her POV again and the morning rush at work goes by super fast and when she gets to her break, she goes to her locker and it's empty. It's been empty for the last five days, so we're, like, five days ahead now with no contact at all. What? Yeah. She's mad at him for toying with her, and for the first two months, she actually thought he was a ghost and even Googled how to get rid of them. Like, she would leave. She would sage her house. She even got him garlic, thinking maybe he was a vampire, and then he, just anything that she could do to get rid of him, and now she's like, where the fuck is he? Playing hard to get up. Why is he not here? Say you like him. But she knows that none of this was a dream because he has Reached out and he's never left her alone this long before. And she's like, Maybe he got bored of me now that he figured me and like aimed me out. Oh, that sucks. He got what he wanted. <laughs> she put on more makeup than usual that morning and she's like wearing a lot more jewelry in hopes that it catches his attention, whether it's like a letter, he shows up, a text message, and her manager comes into the break room and is like, hey, um, you're doing a great job today, but you can't wear all those rings on your finger. And she's like, okay, uh, cool. And I put a note. I was like, why can she not wear the rings if they're handling food and stuff? Why don't you wear gloves? Do you wear gloves when you're like making coffee?
0: No. No,
1: but like it's a cafe like a coffee shop. So if you have to grab like pastries and stuff, like would do you wear a glove to grab that? I don't know. I don't know. When she's taking off her jewelry, she looks down and there's a thick gold band wrapped around the right hand ring finger. It has some type of engraving, but she didn't inspect it with her manager there. So like when she was throwing all this jewelry on this morning, she didn't notice that specific row. Okay. She's like, where did this come from? Her boss leaves and she brings her hand to her face and the engraving reads, even in death on the outside. And the inside engraving reads, let him and Lilith. And she's okay. like, hey, hell yeah, he still wants me. <laughs> I still got it. Like, here's a ring. Yeah. After her shift is finished, she slips her ring back on and she goes to Evan's house. And while she's sitting outside the front of the house, she gets a text and it says soon. And she's like, I'm going to break up with Evan. I'll do it. Yeah. She goes inside. She didn't tell me she was coming over. And Nate, the guy that looks at her all pitifully and is like oh fuck hi how are you he's there and she's like hey is evan home and he's like i think he's in his room busy oh shit and she goes back there he's fucking oh. the girl's cardigan hangs in the chair and her lip gloss on the couch with old takeout containers she says his name and he doesn't wake up there's a rolled parchment note on evan's sleeping body and she's like when did he start sending evan notes and she reads the note over and over again while trying to process. She reaches for the duvet comforter, hoping the note is wrong. Evan's dead. The note reads, <gasps> the fates have not yet called upon his soul. I decided that he is lost the second he laid his eyes on you. And she screams. <clears throat> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? What
0: the fuck? Does it say how he died? Or are you just like, <clears> he <throat> died? Yeah. <clears throat> So then I my notes just start with crying, screaming, throwing up. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nate slams the door open, asking if she's okay and what happened because she's screaming. And she shoves the paper in her pocket and just starts to sob. And Nate sees Evan's body and rushes to check his pulse. And she's just like frozen like she doesn't know what to do. She's yeah. has a tonic. Nate's shaking Evan and trying to do mouth-to-mouth, but it's not working, like, obviously, because he's dead. Yeah. Lilith is blaming herself for not getting rid of Letham and for not getting Evan out of the picture sooner. So she's like, oh, maybe if I would have broken up with him, this could have not happened. Right. Nate starts like freaking out and he's just like pacing the room and she's still just like standing there in shock. She goes to the safe space in her mind where she doesn't feel anything and doesn't even notice as Nate starts screaming to call 911 and he's like starting to do chest compressions on him. Lilith is thinking about the old days of their relationship and how kind and considerate he was before the accident. She even had their wedding planned. She says I'll never have the wedding I wanted not because Evan's dead now, but because I am. The only difference between the two of us is that I'm still breathing. The only thing I have to look forward to in my day are letters from my stalker and the flowers he leaves me.
1: Apparently Evan used to be actually very nice before the accident like very sweet like he would always make dinner for her like they would always hang out with her sister and her boyfriend like it was actually a good
0: relationship. Yeah it was they had like a good healthy relationship. So while she's catatonic, she feels the most guilt about the fact that she feels relieved that Evan's dead because she doesn't have to break up with him. She doesn't have to put up with his shit anymore. Right. And then she hears three knocks and is standing in front of her and there's nobody else in the room. So Nate's gone. Evan's gone. It's just them. He caresses her face and fills her with warmth. And he says, my beautiful storm, you are all mine now and kisses her forehead. He's like, I took care of him. He's like, I got him for you. That's like... I feel like that's such a conflicting, I feel like I'd feel so fucking conflicted yeah like i get it crazy reality sets back in and she starts clawing at her back and chest trying to get rid of the urge to scream the letter in her pocket feels heavy enough to drag her down to the floor and the ring feels just cold as ice on her finger she winds up rocking mm-hmm. in the fetal position on the floor so she's just completely freaking out she yells at Lethem that he killed evan because of her and he says that he reprieved his soul of his body so he's like i didn't kill him i just like made him not alive anymore His his physical body is just not here. He tucks her hair behind her ear and says that his death was painless. And because of her, he did not make Evan suffer. So he's like, it's fine. He just like went to sleep and never woke up again. Let him says, you will come alive tonight, my night monster. I want to see you shine. And she says, bullshit. Someone behind her says, what's bullshit? And it's Nate. She's back in the real world, and Nate tells her that the ambulance is on the way. They don't speak again, even after Evan's body is taken away. So they are questions at the scene, and they both say that they found him dead. She's completely emotionless, even when his parents arrive, and she doesn't follow them to the hospital. I was kind of worried that she was going to be a suspect.
1: Yeah, me too. When I read that, I was like, oh, girl. That Yeah, that's like one of the first
0: things I thought of. Actually, when she went into the, like the room and then Nate came in. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't think she was in there long enough. No. And he was probably cold already.
1: It never says like, like a cause of death or anything. I
0: think they said overdose.
1: Yeah. They label it as an overdose since he was taking like those prescriptions from her too. Um, and then the weed and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were kind of just like, he's a drug
0: addict. He died. Bummer. Bummer. All of her emotions come crashing back to her when she gets to her car and she's just screaming and punching the steering wheel until her throat is raw and her hands are bruised. She finds her medication bottle and looks at the pill before she swallows it and she sees the symbol of Lilith on her pill. What the fuck? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She drops it and she's like, I never look at my pills. Have I been taking these the entire time? Like, are these real pills? What the fuck? That's so scary. Yeah. And she's wondering if Leta messed with her meds, how she like- been taking antipsychotics, has she been taking a placebo? Mm-hmm. She can feel let him but she can't see him and she asks what the fuck he wants from her but nothing happens so she starts just screaming again. She drives home without remembering the drive and parks in front of her apartment and walks up to the front door and her phone chimes. She doesn't want to deal with anyone trying to get a hold of her about Evan so she thinks it's somebody like asking calling her to ask what happened or giving condolences or something. So she swings her front door open and when she walks in she sees candles in every corner of her apartment. There's a feast in her kitchen with fruits, crackers, pomegranates, apples, turkey, potatoes, vegetables, bruschetta, and what the? Yeah, with bottles of red and white wine. In place of her TV there's a beautiful painting with an assortment of flowers and candles that's just like set up like a shrine. That's, I feel like, not what she wanted at that point in time. No. (laughs) She says, I stare at the painting completely transfixed. It is the most phenomenal thing I've ever seen, as well as the most frightening. A cloaked man stands over a sitting woman with long brown hair, wearing a dress spun from gold. Every inch of her is the spitting image of me. Down to the butterfly freckles and the soft scar on my lip. Where the man's head should be is pure inky darkness. The faceless man. My faceless man. Let him. It's the type of painting that belongs in a museum that artists all around the world would talk about for centuries to come.
1: It sounds nice, but also terrifying. Uh Uh-huh.
0: He's like, I painted you a picture. There's a path of rose petals leading to the bedroom and she just stands and just stares at everything because her whole apartment is just exploded. Yeah, what the fuck? She walks to her bedroom and sees everything he's ever given her on her desk. There's a matching charm bracelet that she and her sister always wore, and a framed photo of her on the day of her graduation, and her favorite red lacy lingerie. Oh, man, queen. There's another note in the middle of everything that says, I'm coming for you. (laughs) scary gonna getcha she feels like he's telling her that he's here for her and always has been so she lays in her bed and she's trying to fall asleep and she wonders what's so special about her that made him so obsessed with her her life is just a boring cycle of work and therapy so she's like what is it about me that brought all this on that's what i'm thinking she wants let him to show up and give her answers But somehow she falls asleep and when she does, she wakes up tangled in velvet blankets with a void swirling above her. She's in a room lined with candles that create a triangle with a bed in the middle. She's dressed in very revealing clothing, which she obviously didn't fall asleep in. Right. She wraps the blanket around herself and gets out of the bed. There's a plush black carpet beneath her feet and she starts to just wiggle her toes in it, which like same. Yeah, I would too. (laughs) The walls are black and covered in large bookcases filled with books, skulls, ornaments and vases. There's a picture of her at the Trevi Fountain, the paper airplane and the crane that she folded and left for him. So before, when she was leaving him notes, she was folding them in shapes like paper airplanes and, oh, okay, like little origamis. <laughs> and there's also a little elephant that she used to sleep with every night. The room is familiar to her, but she doesn't know where she's seen it before. And when she's looking at all this stuff, Let him appears behind her. He says, you look good in
1: my space. So I, I think it's his room. I think so, too. And, like, rude that he stole a couple of her personal items. I know. <laughs> her, her little old stuffy. Yeah,
0: rude. He's wearing a sleeveless cloak that shows off his muscles and she thinks about touching him. She tells him that she knows who he is and he asks her if she's solved his riddle yet and he steps toward her. She tells him that she has and he tells her to look at him. He brushes his lips against hers and she loves it. She says it feels right. He runs his fingers through her hair and kisses her. He says, tell me my night monster, who am I? And she says, you are the one who refuses to take my soul. You are death. He says, good girl. They start to kiss passionately and she's rubbing her hands all over his body. She just wants him to take his hood off because she still hasn't seen his face at this point. Oh my god. He walks forward, pushing her until she hits the edge of the bed and he begins to kiss her neck and she can feel his hard length against her thigh let him says he didn't deserve you thinking about evan she snaps out of it and asks why let him killed him let him doesn't say anything back but drops to his knees and kisses the inside of her thigh he says i did not kill him i do not kill i take he starts to lift up her dress to reveal her
1: also i just googled what a sleeveless cloak looks like not sexy <laughs> yeah i was
0: picturing it like mm. Not into it. Yeah, no. Not very sexy at all. Just like I'm picturing like a cutoff tee. Just very long. Let him says, he laid a hand on you when he shouldn't have. He spoke to you in ways that make me regret taking his soul so peacefully. The lust is gone from his tone. I've never heard him sound so serious. Given the option again, I would make him scream before I took his soul. The sound would be nothing compared to the noises you will make when I'm inside you. Oh, God. He grabs her neck and brings her head down to look at him right in the eyes. He tightens his fingers around her throat and says, you're still wearing my necklace. He bites her bottom lip and says, I'm going to mark your body and your soul. She asks if he's going to take her soul and he tells her that he already has it. And she tells him that she wants to die, which is so fucking sad. That is sad. He says, even death will not keep you from me, my night monster. And she tells him she has nothing to offer him. And he tells her that she is enough. She says, you don't know anything about me. He says, oh, my love. I know your hopes and your dreams better than I know myself. I have memorized how the left side of your lips twitches right before you smile. How your eyebrows pinch together and you chew the inside of your cheek while you think. Oh, my sad flower, the sound of your laugh is imprinted into my memory. I know that your last thought before you sleep is what you might find next to you when you wake up. You pretend to hate it but you secretly like working at the cafe because you love being surrounded by life. The wounds you wear run deeper than your scars from that night. The guilt you harbor over being the one to live. She can't bring herself to look at him and tell him that she knows nothing about him. He says you know everything about me my love. You just keep it locked away. He lifts her and puts her on the edge of the bed and wraps his arms around her waist and he pulls them up on the bed together and molds their bodies together and she thinks that This is feeling, like, very familiar. She feels like she's been here before. His hard length is pressed against her ass, and she tries not to grind her hips against it. She tells him she doesn't even know what he looks like, and he tells her that she will need to discover that for herself. She starts reaching for his hood and he grabs her hands and kisses them and tells her, you can see once you open your eyes. She tells him that they are open and he says, not yet, my love, but they will be soon. She starts getting frustrated about how he keeps saying soon to everything she's asking about because I feel like she's asking him so many questions and he's like, yeah, soon. There's no real answer. No. He's like, can you fucking wait? So the hand that he's not holding touches his chest and she realizes that she can't feel a heartbeat inside of him. She tells him that she doesn't care what he looks like. She doesn't care if he's scarred or faceless and he asks what it is that she cares about and she thinks about saying that she wants to see him but she can't bring herself to say it instead she asks him what happens to souls when they die it's a, like very deep question yeah i i feel like i'd also ask that i'd want to know he says i walk them to the gates of the afterlife and what happens after is the soul's choosing if they believe in heaven and hell then that's the path the soul will follow if they believe in nothingness then eternal slumber awaits If they believe in reincarnation, then you will find them again on this earth in this lifetime or the next. Oh my god. Hope that's true. As she's wondering where her family is, he tells her that he doesn't know where their souls are. So he can, like, sense that she's, like wondering where they are, because her whole family is just dead. She's disappointed by this and asks why he leaves the symbols on her and he wraps his arms around her as she lays her head on his chest. She's feeling calm and content next to him and he says, So when you wake up you remember me. She tells him she's never forgotten about him and he tells her that she never will. He says I have waited a lifetime for you, my Lilith. I am not letting you go. And her hands start moving to the top of his pants and she reaches into the band and she can feel his I wrote hard length so many times she can feel his hard length against her (laughs) stomach and she's hella soaked soaked. (laughs) she's like begging him she's like please fuck me he doesn't say anything but he doesn't let her go either the silence makes me wild with need i need his hard length to sit heavy in my hands or hit the back of my throat until i see stars i need to be filled by him so thoroughly that there will be no room in my mind for anything other than him I need to feel alive he doesn't even need to let go of me there doesn't need to be a breath of space between us for him to bury himself in me she's thirsty for it Yeah, she is she whimpers and says please again and he says fuck lilith you don't understand do you and she's writhing beneath him and says what are you talking about and he crashes his lips against hers and says you command me not just my heart all of me she says Please let him. I just want to feel. (laughs) Suddenly, he's on top of her and his fingers are inside of her. And he says, fuck, you're so wet for me, my love. Oh. He pulls his hands away and brings them up so she can see in the light the glistening of the wetness and puts it in his mouth.
1: Ow. (laughs) I don't know why, but the glistening. that The glistening. The
0: glistening fingers. (laughs) He says, yes, you are my favorite thing to eat. And she starts to beg him not to stop and he's kissing her again as she can taste herself on his tongue. He begins touching her clit and she moans into his mouth and he says, My love, you're so fucking magnificent when you use your words. Do you know what happens when you're good? As she's about to respond, his fingers inside of her start to curl hitting her G-spot and he says, You get rewarded. He begins pumping his fingers in her as his other hand squeezes around her throat and she thinks about asking his shadow to join. He asks her if she wants to come and she nods her head. He tells her to use her words and she tells him she wants to come. He begins fingering her harder and says, come alive for me. And orgasm tears through her and she's gasping for breath. When she's done, he drops between her thighs and licks up her mess. Laps it up. He pulls my clit between his teeth and plunges his fingers back inside of me. Shit, 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 shit. I chant as my body, okay, first of all. (laughs) Shit, 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 shit. (laughs) I would never chant that. I chant as my body and mind fails to comprehend a single thing. Oh god, he's going to kill me if he doesn't stop. I buckle and try to reach beneath Letum's hood to grab onto his hair. But he stops me in a death grip, holding me down as he licks me clean. The sounds of his approval and lust vibrate through my sensitive core, forcing another sky-splitting scream. He removes his fingers and settles his weight on top of me, rubbing the remnants of my desire along my lips. Taste what I taste, he orders. I'm too delirious to do anything but comply flicking my tongue out and licking myself clean off his fingers then I notice a gold band around his finger the same thickness and inscription as the one he's given me even wearing it on the same finger you are mine Lilith you belong to me (gasps) he's getting serious that sounds like a wedding band kind of but it's on like a promise ring finger right isn't the right ring finger a promise ring yeah i think so i think so yeah so three days have passed and she's at evan's funeral she's feeling guilt about everyone that died around her while she gets to live the cardigan girl is there and lilith heard her telling carol evan's mom that she was close with her son Apparently her name's Olivia. She is watching as the two of them are like sobbing into each other's arms, which would be so fucking annoying. Oh my god, that'd make me so angry. Olivia stands next to Evan's family like she was his girlfriend. And everyone's looking at Lilith with pity and she's thinking that everyone knew about Olivia except for her. Carol came up to Lilith earlier in the service and said it must be so hard losing your whole family than the man you were going to start a family with. And I just put the audacity. What a fucked up thing to say. That is fucked up. It must suck that everyone around you just fucking dies. She's watching everyone around her grieve and thinks about how her grief doesn't feel like pain. It feels like freedom. She went off her medications cold turkey and she's feeling nausea and brain zaps. Which is like the worst. Have you ever like gone off your... Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That shit is the worst. Uh, The worst. Seizures one time because I like forgot one day and I was like, am I dying? But I just forgot to take my medication. Yeah, no. The shit is rough. As everyone takes their seat, she stays in the foyer and she feels prickles on her skin and thinks she can feel letum. She spins around and swears she can see Dahlia, which is her sister her dead sister she pulls out her phone and texts let him asking where he is but he never replies she takes her seat at the pew and stares at his coffin but she can only think about let she goes back to her apartment after the funeral's over and two weeks go by and she still hasn't gotten a note or heard anything from let so he's like ghosting her again it's why does he do that after every time they book he had i he has this reason yeah okay okay she's at work And she took a week and a half off after the funeral because of the withdrawals. So she's just trying to get off the meds. The time off work has left her broke and Ledham hasn't left her any money, which I thought was kind of fucked up. The least she could do is like... Give
1: her something. Yeah, Literally he's been doing it it's not that wasn't the first time that he left cash when i read he like has done it before yeah she sees brit her boss
0: looking at her with pity everyone talks about how she's lost everyone and has no family she can cry again so in the beginning she was talking about how she just couldn't cry but now she can cry and she can't stop. And she cries herself to sleep every night. Letham doesn't come to her in her dreams anymore. Her dreams are only about the car crash and her sister's death. And she thinks about how she just, this is the first time where she feels truly alone. And then we switch to Letham's POV. And he's like, hey, hey Lilith thinks I'm gone, but I'm not. And what he's, <laughs> dumb peach. he's watching her every night. Like he's watched her every night for the last three weeks. And it's painful for him to sit and watch her cry herself to sleep every night, and it's breaking his heart. He needs her to get through this for the both of them so she can fully accept him and open her eyes truly so she can remember. He wants to give her a future where he's enough for her and can live in eternity by his side. She hasn't noticed that her kitchen cupboards remain full with food and her apartment stays clean. So I guess even though he's not leaving her money, he's still, like, keeping her fridge stocked. Yeah. Yeah. Her apartment clean. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. He thinks to himself that she makes him want to be more than just death. He sits with her in the car and watches as she cries over the steering wheel. He has to stop himself from wiping the tears away and kiss her until she forgets everything. He says, I want my storm to be more than just clouds. I want her to be lightning that splits trees. She will be the thunder that follows too, shaking houses and making children scream in their beds. She is named after the mother of demons. She will do nothing short of prosper. So he's got some high hopes for her. He, yeah, does. he does. He's not giving up on her. No. He watches as she wipes a tear off of her face and straightens herself, pretending mm. like she's okay, as she starts her car and pulls out of the work parking lot to drive the opposite direction of home. And he says that his lily is starting to bloom. Mm. He says to himself, where are you going, my night monster? But she can't hear him. A few minutes go by and she drives out of the city and pulls into a cemetery. She's come to say her goodbyes. He watches her as she twists the ring around her finger and tugs the necklace around her neck. She gets out of the car and walks towards a set of graves. She hasn't visited her family's graves since she woke up from her coma. And she didn't follow the hearse to go to Evan's grave either. So it feels like she's kind of just like avoiding her grief. Yeah. Yeah. As she approaches three headstones, she falls to the ground between her mother and her sister. And he kneels next to her and she begins to talk. Hey, she whispers. Silence hanging in the air as a thousand words string behind her eyes. It's been a while. She huffs out a laugh as she stares at the ground and shakes her head. It's not like I've been busy, I've... She just looks up and blinks back tears. I've just been going through a lot. The earth around vibrates and stoic silence blankets the cemetery. The gates to the afterlife had opened to let the spirits beyond hear her. Your family is here, my love. Say as much or as little as you want. She crosses her legs, unaware that she's gathered an audience. I'm sorry I didn't visit sooner. Giving up the fight, she lets the tears stream freely down her face as she picks at the skin around her nails. There is no valid excuse I could give you, and I'm so sorry. I know that you wouldn't be disappointed in me, it's just... She chokes on a sob. It hurts so fucking much. Since I woke up in the hospital, I haven't let myself feel the pain of your loss. I've mourned it, grieved it, but I never felt it. And now that I do, I can't breathe. Her entire body shakes. It just shatters me. I need to hold her. I need her to know that I'm right here and she isn't doing this alone, but this is one of the reasons I've had to stand back. She has to do this alone. I can't fucking breathe knowing you're gone. You're never coming back, and I hate it. She wipes her tears with the back of her hand and leans her forehead against Dahlia's tombstone. I miss you so fucking much, and I haven't been complete without you. I tried to get back to you. I really did. I tried so hard, doll. Even though I knew that it isn't what you wanted, I wasn't ready to say goodbye. You kept showing up at the edge of my vision and I know that it's because you need to say goodbye just as much as I do. Tears stream into her mouth but she doesn't wipe them away. I didn't want to accept that you were gone forever. I knew that you weren't alive but I was chasing this dream that we would be reunited and that was the only way I'd get my happily ever after but the truth is it's not the ending that I need. My flower isn't just blooming, she's blossoming. Immense pride and joy cuts at my sadness. We'll be together soon. You, mom, and dad would want me to live, but I just can't do that. I can't just live and move on and forget about you. I'm sorry, but I just can't. She shakes her head. Instead, for you, I'll survive. Lilith rakes her fingers through her hair and huffs out an exhausted breath. I'll survive in my own way. I'll grow. I don't know how just yet, but I will. I promise you. I eye her curiously as she tugs off the gold ring. She stares at it for a long moment until her tears dry up and the sun is about to set. The faintest smile paints her lips. I want to capture the sparkle in her eye and place it where the sun should be. Doll, I met someone. She chuckles as if her sister is right next to her, alive and well. Well, he met me, actually. You've met him, too. She uncrosses her legs and leans back against the headstone. Her eyes shine brighter than I've ever seen them before. Questionable morals, but I think you'd really like him. The way into your heart was always to get you pretty things, and he does so plenty. Her soft smile fades slightly, but still she speaks as if she's talking to a friend. Oh, and Evan died. That guy I was telling you about took him. I was mad at first, but now I realize that death is the natural progression of life. Lilith sighs. Evan ended up being a dick, which isn't the point. The accident broke him, too. Oh my god it's not it's like heavy very heavy jesus you look traumatized riley <laughs> i know it's so sad the sun sets and she continues to talk to her sister and tells her all about her life and what's been going on since she died when it's dark and the moon is out she kisses each headstone and walks back to the car let him tells himself that she isn't ready yet Her soul is still blocked. He says she needs room to grow and to heal, but I made my dark love a promise. She gets rewarded when she's good, and I am nothing if not a man of my word. We're back in Lilith's POV, and talking to her family in the cemetery made her feel better than therapy ever did. She climbs the stairs to her apartment, and her withdrawals are almost done. She only gets brain zaps once a day, if that. She goes inside and makes herself some food, and hears something that almost sounds like moaning, and she walks around trying to find it, but it's definitely coming from inside her apartment. No. She walks into her bedroom, and she realizes it's a woman moaning. What the fuck? The sound is coming from her laptop, and it's a grainy video of her bedroom. She can see herself in her bed moaning and grinding her hips, screaming, Let him!" <gasps> It's the nanny cam. Yeah, he's like, you could have this back. My God. (laughs) She sees the timestamp and realizes that it's when she dreamt about him in the forest. So the first time they had their little rendezvous. Oh my God. It flashes to another video of her on her hands and knees with her mouth open, making gagging noises as her body's (laughs) rocking like invisible fingers are going in and out of her. (laughs)
1: That's I would so not delete those. I would have want no one to change these ever.
0: That would be so embarrassing to watch. I'd be like, oh, you <laughs> It's just me when you're like, <sighs> oh, my God. You're just pretending there's a dick there. <laughs> so she realizes that it's all the cut footage from her nanny cam. And she's wondering if him kept these videos for his spank bank. There's a brown parchment next to her computer. And it says, how I long for the taste of the night. How I long to hear the sound of the storm. I'm coming for you, my love. Once I take a bite, you're mine until even eternity comes to an end. Oh, my God. Heat pools between her legs, and she tries to brush it off and goes back to the kitchen to eat some spaghetti. Okay. Spaghetti. (laughs) Spaghetti. She's excited for bedtime tonight. She takes a hot shower and there's a pulse between her legs when she thinks about the video. My hand skates over my heated skin and finds the place that's begging for relief. I bite my lip as I circle the sensitive flesh. <sighs> Flash. <laughs> i'm getting far too impatient to wait until i sleep and i can't bear the thought that nothing will happen in my dream tonight my breath hiccups when i slip a finger inside of me imagining it is one of his or his shadows i'm not picky awareness prickles at the back of my neck a split second before i'm pressed against the wall the chill of the tile bites my aching nipples and sends sparks down to my core I gasp in the steaming air and soak in the scent of morning dew. Let him's fingers thread through my hair, keeping my gaze fixed on the white tile. He doesn't hesitate when he reaches around me and plunges his fingers into me. Pleasure pummels through me, and I scream, throwing my head back onto his shoulder. How I've missed you, my love. He grinds out against the shell of my ear. He sinks himself deeper, making my entire body shudder. There's nothing like home. How can he think that someone riddled with scars is home? How does he not see me and recoil? Instead, death's engorged cock presses against (laughs) my ass. (laughs) (laughs) What? Instead, death's engorged cock presses against my ass without a whisper of material between us. Perhaps in his eyes, I don't have any scars, or maybe I do, and he thinks that they too are beautiful. I try to shift my hips up without losing the mind-numbing pleasure his fingers are bringing me, and I wedge my arm out from underneath me to bring it up to feel if he's wearing a hood as well. He lets go of my hair to land a brutal slap on my ass. The welt that forms sends my blood racing every time his thigh brushes against me. You have not left my mind for a single second. He pushes his hips against mine, making me feel every inch of his hard length against my burning skin. I am completely at your mercy, Lilith. Sweat mingles in with the hot shower water and I blink away the steam as I reach out to turn the water off. Another little whimper echoes through the bathroom when he rubs my clit with his thumb and forces another cry from my lips. Fuck. Has your cunt missed the feeling of my fingers? Yes. Yes, fuck yes. I pant. Pressure builds in my core as my climax sprints towards me. Do you want me to stop? I shake my head so vigorously, I almost knock my head against his. My legs buckle and he keeps me held up by the fist in my hair while his fingers force an orgasm out of me. I need to hear you say the words, my love. His fingers work faster, hitting the spot every time. My core tightens on the brink of an orgasm. Please, for the love of God, please don't stop, I beg. He stops. His fingers disappear from inside me and I almost scream in frustration you aren't going to come on my fingers he says with a mischievous lil in his voice my protests die on my lips when his cock teases my entrance from behind his body pressed against my back he grips my hips to hold me steady and fills me with a single thrust the sound of his snarl breaks through my scream as pain lances my core from the sheer girth of him he pauses as if relishing in the feel of me sliding deeper inch by brutal inch when i think there's nothing left for him to give he fills me even more my my body stretches to try and accommodate his size. The only thing that prepared me for his size was his shadow's fingers, and it doesn't compare to finally having him inside me. He did as he promised. He claimed me when I least expected it. You are going to come on my cock tonight, my love, and you are going to scream my name when you do it. My hold on the wall keeps slipping, and I have no choice but to drop my cheek onto the tile and let the stars dance behind my vision. While a supernova starts in my core, his grip leaves my hair, and he holds the tile wall next to To my head for support. I'm forced to stare at his straining forearms. Somehow I'm getting even wetter at the sight of the ticking veins in his hands. He pummels into me to the point that I can't even hold my own weight. With each thrust, he goes a little deeper. The tile beneath his hands crack with the force of his brutal fucking. Despite how vicious his thrusts are, he's still holding back. I don't remember my own name. I don't know where I am, but I'll never forget his name. I could never forget what he's done to me. My orgasm thunders through me like lightning, setting every edge of me alight and making me lose feelings in my toes. He doesn't relent with his pounding, squeezing me of everything I have to give and deeming it not enough. I'm not done with you yet, he growls in my ear. He shifts his hold on my waist and presses the tip of his finger into the tight ring of my muscle. (laughs) (laughs) New egg! And his little <laughs> finger in the booty. Eek. Do you want me to stop, love? He pants without pause and his pounding. If you want me to fill your ass, you have to say it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want you to fill my
0: ass. <laughs> fill my ass. I meet him at his next thrust taking every single inch of him like I need him as much as he needs me. His movements slow, sliding into me with more brutal thrusts that stirs pleasurable pain in my core. More heat pools between my legs, encouraging him to tease me with that achingly slow rhythm. Then he resumes his torturous pace of pummeling into the wall he snarls as i whip my head back close to my shoulder blades arching my back to take even more of him i used to be well versed in anal toys and having my ass fucked but he doesn't need to know that <laughs> <laughs> still let him's care warms my heart almost as hot as my blood put it in me wow. (laughs) put it in me put it in me (laughs) put it in me I hiss fuck he shoves his fingers into my mouth pulling my head to him by the cheek get my fingers as wet as you can love because I'll be fucking your ass with them and then with my cock I moan from his words alone he shoves his fingers all the way until I choke on them my eyes roll back as he fucks my mouth just as viciously as he fucks my cunt (laughs) (laughs) unbridled excitement has me sucking his fingers as if they were his cock and the thought of tasting him on my tongue again causes another orgasm to approach you're a sight to behold, he gasps. Without warning, he yanks the shower curtain open, breaking the metal rod off the wall in the process. He pulls out of me, leaving me hollow and empty. His fingers continue to warm my mouth, pulling at my cheek as he guides me forward with a fist in my hair. My head is pushed down to the sink and him kills the lights before I get the chance to look into the mirror to see if there's anything concealing his face. I'm gonna ruin you, Lilith, he says as he pushes a finger into the taut ring of muscle and groans. Ma'am, Abina, St. Graves. I don't ever want to hear.
1: That would be so
0: scary if someone's like, I'm going to fucking ruin you. Honestly, and also the taut ring of muscle and groans. I'm upset. I am upset. (laughs) So fucking tight. A breathy moan escapes my lips as he starts working me, getting me ready to take another finger. I'm screaming bloody murder by the time the third goes in. My quartz sounds horrible. She's just (laughs) She's just like (laughs) I'm gonna fucking ruin you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna ruin you in your top ring of muscles. <laughs> so fucking tight, a breathy moan escapes my lips as he starts working me, getting me ready to take another finger. I'm screaming bloody murder by the time the third goes in. <laughs> <laughs> I just sure you're like screaming. <laughs> dying. (laughs) (laughs) It's making me cry. Daddy's coming to get me. Oh my god, I'm not okay. My core tightens with the need to be filled again. I push my hips back, try to signal him to sink into me, but he doesn't heed. My hands travel down to my entrance and he objects with another slap to my ass. Goosebumps scatter all over me as the bathroom darkens even more. I know how much you loved having an extra pair of hands worship you. How would you feel with an extra cock to fuck you with? jesus christ (laughs) of course the man who deals in souls has a dick on his actual soul what the fuck? If his fingers weren't stretching me so thoroughly, I would be giggling right now. A cool finger presses against my core for a second, taunting me. Letum pulls me upright, ushering me out of the door and makes me miss the chance to see him in the mirror. I try to angle my head to see his face, but his hold on my hair keeps me looking straight ahead. I try to make out the shape of Letum's soul, which occupies almost the whole bed. He isn't as big as he was in the woods, like he's managed to shrink in size. As my gaze travels down what I assume is his waist anticipation bubbles through my veins i can barely make out the shape of his soul's hard cock let him kills the lights again and pushes me forward until i'm on the bed straddling the shadow he angles me so that i'm on top of the soul's length the only lighting there is from the hallway so i can't see what it is that's about to go and suck it more specifically how big it is i groan as the tip pushes it to my core it's not going to fit it will let him assures as he reaches and rubs my clit. I know it will. His soul takes charge of kneading my breasts like they're the most beautiful things
1: he's ever seen. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, I think you broke Riley. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: it's invigorating never knowing the soul's next move whether he'll bring me pleasure or pain his soul places a firm hand on my hip lowering me further down i fall forward on the shadow's chest bewildered by the fact that i can't see the soul at all just the blankets beneath him let him strokes on my clit become more precise, shorter, sharper. My impending orgasm shatters through me and I spasm around him. Just as he planned, the muscles in my core relax, letting me drop further down inch by blissful and painful inch. I moan as I stretch more than I thought was humanly possible. The world around me disappears and all I can focus on is the fact that he's finally taking me. Slowly, I ride back up his length just to drop back down as low as I can take him. With every dis- I take more of him just when I think that I've done all the stretching I can possibly do the tip of let him's cock pushes against my other opening I'm claiming every inch of your mortal body next I'm claiming your soul let him growls before taking my ass and just as he promised he would blood rushes from my head his intrusion stinks but I've never felt so full my eyes close and the feeling of being stretched and filled intensifies at once they start their slow movements that will make me unravel completely I can't even bring myself to too lost in the feeling of them to know which way is up and which is down. Clearly my silence wasn't a good enough response because a thick finger rubs against my sensitive flesh, skyrocketing my desire. I scream out Letum's name as an onslaught of pleasure rips through my body and I keep screaming as they fuck me ruthlessly, completely forgetting about the fact that I have neighbors. You're so beautiful. Letum purrs as they slam into me, increasing their speed. Your body is mine. With a vicious thrust, Letum roars, spilling his seed into me i try to focus on his soul whether he spilled into me as well while let him softens inside of me his soul remains completely hard exhaustion weighs on my limbs as i try to keep upright and stop my body from spasming as my orgasm fades away let him the soul pull out of me slowly and i whimper at the profound emptiness all the lights in my apartment turn off blanketing the room in complete darkness so that i can only make out let him silhouette that was beautiful. <laughs> It was amazing. Oh, my God. That was a journey. So when they're done, him pulls his soul back into his body and he gets off the bed and returns with a wet washcloth. He wipes her down between her legs and ass. He puts underwear on her because she hates being commando and also puts a fluffy robe on her. Sweet. He uses a comb to brush the hair off of her face and tucks her into bed. He's pressed against her back and she says, You left me. He tells her it destroyed him to do so and that she still needs more time. A tear falls onto her pillow and she asks if he's leaving her again. He tells her not tonight and that he's so proud of her. She's come so far. And she's proud of herself, too. Three months have passed, and she hasn't seen him since that night. Damn. She just got DP'd, and then she hasn't seen the man for three months. I know. He's like, got it. Got what I wanted. She wakes up every morning with a flower on her pillow. Every morning is a different type of lily. So it's a lily, but it's like a different type like a red one and like a white one, a yellow one he's letting her heal on her own but letting her know that she's not truly alone he's fixed a broken floorboard for her and left antibiotics when she got sick he fixed a flat tire for her as well as a kitchen stool and repaired all the damage to her bathroom from (laughs) that night (laughs) also she says that she forgot that she had neighbors but she was literally screaming bloody murder yeah. I'm <laughs> surprised I didn't call the cops. I know. Right? <laughs> Just screaming like she's terrified. She's gone back to her family's graves almost every day, and she even went to Evan's to tell him that she forgives him. She says, I used to think that I was sorry, that I should have apologized to him for the situation we ended up in. If him taught me anything, it is that there are two people in almost every relationship. Even if they're polar opposites, it'll work if they truly want it to work. Maybe Evan did want it to work. Maybe I did too. We were so caught up in trying to pick up our own broken in pieces that we didn't realize some of our shards were in the other person's hands. Every time we shattered, we were bound to lose pieces. We forgot that we'd worked faster if we put the pieces back together as a team. Instead, Letham has been the one nudging me whenever a piece had gone astray. He's the one keeping me afloat on a sinking ship. Mm -hmm. At work, she pulls out her phone out of her new bag that he left for her and texts him just to tell him about the mundane things that have happened in her day. She texts him like that all the time, but he never responds. Britt walks into the break room and says she needs to see a chiropractor for all the weight she's been pulling. And Lilith says to ask the big boss instead. He seems to be good at walking all over you and Britt's shocked that Lilith is using a sense of humor for once because she like literally never tells jokes. She just like walks around all mopey. Get it, Lilith. Get it. Yeah. Comedian. <laughs> She's really beginning to heal and she stopped mourning the girl that she was before the accident. She even left the house the night before to socialize him's absence still makes her feel like she's missing something. Even though her life is finally getting better, she doesn't feel like it's the right life for her. But she's not crying herself to sleep every night anymore. The next day, she walks into her apartment and looks at her phone to read the last two texts that she sent him that he hasn't responded to and decides to text him again. She's not going to stop trying to get him to join her. She walks around naked and buys lingerie and masturbates, moaning his name, hoping he'll show up because she misses him. Oh she texts him one more time. I feel like she's coming on a little strong. I know. She's like, please. Uh. She texts him. We can watch Ghostwriter after dinner, and then you can tell me whether it's fact or fiction. My heart skips a beat when my phone vibrates in my hand. Let him writes back. And he says, fiction. The smile that spreads on my face stretches from ear to ear. After three months, he responded with a single word. Finally childlike giddiness fills me from seeing his name on the screen. I have no control over the butterflies that spur alive in my stomach. She texts back, it's fact until you come over to convince me that it's fiction. And Letum replies, soon my Lilith. Come on, Letum. Him. Letum. Him. Just let him. She's realizing that in the past months, for some reason, she knows beyond the shadow of a doubt what he looks like and that's when we get a description of him. She says, for some reason, I can say with utter confidence that Letum has raven black hair and eyes of plain white. Just as I can confidently say that he has a dimple on his chin, thick curling lashes, and a short horizontal scar on his cheek. I'm not sure how I might know this, but I would bet everything that I have ever known on these simple facts. She makes enough dinner for the both of them and thinks about how he should have never replied to her because all it did was make her want him more. But there's a pink lily on her desk that he left her a while back. It's her favorite, so she kept in. She texts him and says, I miss you, let him. Soon isn't soon enough. But he doesn't reply. She tries to open the drawer that contains all of the gifts he's given to her, but it won't open. And she pulls as hard as she can and it flies open and all of the parchment spills all over the floor. She starts to read them and realizes that these are all new letters. And he's been replying to every single one of her texts this way. Oh my God. <laughs> I wrote you every day for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fuck you, nothing. Have you guys seen that Sam? The tiktok yeah he's like i called for help twice and not a fuck you <laughs> i think it's tiger king it is oh <laughs> one says you're almost there my love a while longer and we have an eternity together she reads them all wiping tears from her face this whole time i thought the accident was the worst thing that could have happened to me and that nothing good could ever come from it but deep down i knew i really always knew i belonged to death The world of the living isn't meant for me, despite the life I led before the accident. I didn't truly feel alive. Something was always off. And then she sees a black tuft in the drawer and she pulls it out. And he's made her a toy dog that looks exactly like her dog that she had that passed away. Which is weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. And tears are falling down her face. A letter falls on her shoulder and she reads it and it says, If soon cannot come soon enough, then come find me, my night monster. I will give you a hint. To end, you must go to the beginning. And she doesn't know what this means. Is she supposed to go to the hospital that she was born at? Like, she has literally no clue. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she has a light bulb moment and she knows what she's supposed to do and pulls out her phone and texts him, I'm coming for you. She gets in her car and drives out of the city and into the forest. And she says this whole time he was getting me to face my past and move beyond the things that were holding me back he got rid of evan not for laying a hand on me but because he was holding me back death left me letters not just to keep me standing but to get my legs to move me forward she winds up on the road where she had her accident and goes to the spot where her sister was burned alive. Oh my god. She pulls over and goes to the tree that they crashed into and there's a hooded man standing in front of it. She can see his face and it's him. She reaches for his hood and pulls it down and he looks exactly the way that she thought he would. He's beautiful and all of her memories come flooding back. She knows him. (coughs) she says I remember now I remember every single time we've sat on the beach to watch the storm while he told me tales of the world that has gone by every time he had me perched on his bed as he read me sonnets and stories every time he looked at me like nothing else mattered except the words that came out of my mouth I was another person in those dreams yet I was the same that Lily held all the memories of the nights before all of the sweet words whispered by death she knew that upon waking I would forget all about the dreams I wish I had never forgotten about him but I'll never Never forget again. Oh my god. He says, now you see my night monster. I nod. His love. I am his. I always was. I just didn't know it. He may not have taken my soul the night of the accident, but he did claim it. My body and soul stopped being mine the second I saw him. He's the only one who has ever truly understood me. The loneliness, the call for the darkness watching everyone I cared about die. And she wraps her arms around his neck as they press their lips together. She thanks him for waiting for her and for helping her to see who she is. She tells him she's ready, that she wants him, all of him. She says that she gives him her soul for the rest of eternity and he's silent and it begins to rain. He says, You, my love, are like a storm, drowning the land with sorrow, shattering ships with your broken waves. Still you look into the eyes of the storm and see nothing but beauty. He pulls my head to the side and dips down so his lips are against my ear. Let me drown in your ocean and feel your rage. Let me feel your waves crash against my skin, pulling me deeper into your depths so you will never be alone again. His thumb grazes my lip before he claims me completely with a kiss. You are the sunrise after the storm, the new beginning and the dawn. You, my flower, are beauty personified. Beautiful. Oh, and she tells him that she loves him. He says, oh my Lilith, I love you more than the moon longs for the sun. And she tells him again that she's ready, and he asks her if she's sure, because there's no going back, and she nods. Thunder and lightning starts, and he kisses her, and all she can feel is contentment. Her life flashes before her eyes, her and Dahlia blowing out a birthday candle together her college graduation, shopping with her mom, her first car, camping with Evan. Letham grabs her hand and pulls her to him, and she looks down to see her own lifeless body. He says, "To eternity together, and she says, and in death afterwards. There's a flicker of lights from a car and she hears tires screeching. They watch the car spin and roll over hitting the tree. She looks at him and he nods, squeezing her hand and letting it go. There's a cloud of light next to the car and she hears soft voices. She knows it's a gateway, and she walks toward it. She looks into the window of the car and sees a boy hanging upside down with his spine jutting out of his net. The storm intensifies, and she feels pulled even harder to the gate. This is what I was always meant to do. This is what I was made for. Let him is who I was made for. Death comes in the darkness and light, but for him, I come in a storm. The end. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my god. I don't understand the ending. I don't understand the ending. So is that the accident from when they got in the accident or Yeah, but when she says she sees a boy hanging upside down, it like seems like the boy is like a very important person, but he's not. It was, like, her sister's boyfriend, but why is he the one that she sees before she dies?
1: Right. Why isn't it her sister? So, I don't get that part, but when I was texting Charlotte about it, I was, like, I think the way that she knows him is when she's in the coma. Since that very first time he saw her after the accident, he visits her when she's in the coma however many times and they build like a relationship but then when she wakes up it's kind of like all like fuzzy and she's like i don't know what's going on right and then like he has to help her remember to get to that point but yeah i don't know the significance of the boy the the, only the boy yeah it's like a redheaded boy yeah that is weird very specific this book reminded
0: me of like a smutty equivalent to like the what the babadook was Okay. I like how it was like a scary movie, but also was just like a metaphor for grief and healing. Yeah. I see that. I could see that. Well, Riley, would you trade places with Lilith? Um, I don't think so. I don't want to die. He does sound hot, but I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Like a lot of anxiety, a lot of buildup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's probably a no from me, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so you do think he's hot? I do think he's hot. Do you guys? I could get into it.
1: Yeah. It would take me a little bit, but yeah, I think he's yeah. he's okay. He's like a two for one, which is cool. Yeah.
0: How many red pepper emojis do you give it, Riley? Mm. think i'll give it three because it wasn't super spicy but the spice was good you know it was good spice it was good spice yeah not bad yeah shelby what what did you give it on goodreads
1: um i gave it a three star but only because it took me almost the whole book to get used to the writing style which is totally fine I understand why some people like the writing style, but I had to keep rereading stuff because of like the time jumps in between paragraphs. Like that part always messes me up. I have to just reread so many times. I gave it a four. I thought it was very unique. Oh, yeah. Definitely not like
0: anything I've ever read. No. And I did like that it was like a metaphor for healing and trauma. And yeah. I like that she persevered. We love that. We love that for her. She did, Yes. It was a good one. I did like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Okay, so next week we're gonna be telling Riley all about Not So Kind Regards by Cleo Evans. (laughs) That one's a doozy. I can't wait. Let me send you the cover and you can um maybe give a little guess on what you think it's a (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay and not so kind regards warts and claws incorporated series we have like a little what would you say like a little devil girl and then two little i don't know ghoulish men on either side of her I, i don't fucking know one of them has green skin green skin I don't know, but I feel like there's definitely going to be some DP in here. <laughs> it looks it looks spicy. It looks spicy. Oh yeah, this is definitely one of those ones that's like minimum plot, maximum spice. Oh yeah. I'm fucking down for that. I feel like the plot was just like sprinkled
1: in there. Yeah, I texted Charlie like 5 pages 5 pages in and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited for that one. I can't wait. Well, hell yeah. Well, if you liked
1: this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Go follow us on Instagram, Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast, and then on TikTok now at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends,
0: but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats.